I was going up the stairs and I was trying to like calm down and I was like looking back and I could like see people's faces as I was going up the stairs and people were like I just remember this one woman she like looked like she had seen the devil Welcome to another episode of the Asian Not Asian podcast, a podcast with all of your favorite Asian friends. Hello, Asian friends. It is uh, your host, Mike Nguyen. Jenny is upstate. She's in, I don't know where she is. Uh, what do you do upstate? It's too early for apple picking. It's too late to save the world. So she's probably just drinking wine and journaling. Oh my God, that's exactly what Jenny is doing. Jenny is definitely drinking wine and journaling upstate and uh, sitting on one of those Adirondack chairs. Just picture a Cialis commercial. That is what Jenny is doing. Uh, and uh, she is off this week, but she'll be back next week and she misses you. She told me so. Uh, it's just, uh, just us chickens today. Um, real quick, before we get started, uh, just a couple of quick announcements. Uh, I've uh, got a Hack City. The next one is September 8th. Thank you so much for everybody who came out last week, by the way. Uh, we got the next one September 8th. There's a special guest, okay? I can't really say who. It's pretty cool. I'm gonna say it. If, let's just say if you're a fan of the show, you're gonna wanna come out to that one. It's at uh, Union Hall in Brooklyn, Friday, September 8th, and uh, tickets are available at uh, asiannotasianpod.com or in the uh, episode description of this very episode. Come check us out. Uh, also, we, uh, I don't know if you've been, been listening, there's a terrible disaster happening in Maui. Actually, right where I was, if you were listening to the show uh, earlier, you know, the summer, I was there. I was in that town. And, like, I had ice cream there, and I w walked around and ate a burger and had delicious drinks, and everybody was so nice. And that town is devastated. And so uh, there's some links in the episode description if you... Uh, want to uh, contribute uh, some funds for that. We're definitely going to be doing that. And then, um, you know, so, so please, if you can, uh, and, and definitely any uh, shout outs to any of our listeners out in Hawaii. Finally, our editor, uh, Pat Lee, the editor of this podcast, is making a film. And he's got a fundraiser going on, and he needs a bunch of money. He needs $25,000. I have no idea what you use $25,000 to make a short film. What, do you, what is that for? Like, how many iPhones do you need? Like, two? That's like 800 bucks. Maybe... $900. So the rest of it, I'm assuming he's using for drugs. So uh, if you want to contribute to that, he's a, he is, literally makes this podcast happen. He's the editor. Uh, and uh, we got a link going on uh, also in the episode description or uh, go to our Instagram, Asian, uh, Instagram.com slash Asian, not Asian pod. And there's going to be some links for that too. Uh, that's it for now. Um, also, you know, there's milk and cookies after the sermon. I don't know why I said that. That's always... Um, Something I always listen to after going to mass, and this is kind of like mass. It comes. This episode comes out on Sunday. We all get together, and um, you know, we just talk about the shit that's bothering us. What else is that other than church? If you uh, want to support the podcast, the best way to do that is by going to Patreon.com/slash/AsianNotAsianPod. It's the best way to support the podcast. We love every single person who contributes to the show. And uh, we use the money directly to support uh, all the operations of this podcast. Uh, and we give you a little shout out. We give you a little backstory if you, uh, if you contribute to the podcast. Today we only got one. This is a weird one. I had to check the spelling a bunch of times. Okay. Renwald. Renwald. Kyle. I don't know if the first, maybe the first name is Kyle and it's Kyle Renwald. It, that's also still confusing to me. But Renwald Kyle is the name. 
and I can only say this is an Asian person from Skyrim. It's the, it's the video game Skyrim, you know, uh, or The Witcher. It, this is like this is the, this is an Asian with like one of those like uh, two-handed claymore swords. This is Renwald Kyle. And he reached deep down into the leather pouch that he uses to carry all his gold around in and contributed it to Patreon, which is really nice of him because the exchange rate from Skyrim money to actual US reality money, pretty bad. So we really appreciate that Renwald Kyle. Um, you're from... <laughs> he, he, he's a Claymore uh, Skyrim Asian, but really, he's from New Jersey. Still from New Jersey, so he's probably a Korean guy. Uh, so shouts again if you want to contribute to the podcast. That's uh, patreon.com slash AsianNotAsianPod. And uh, don't think that it's just me doing the podcast alone. Um, I will do that one day because I have an immense ego. And uh, I will be unchecked in, my, in my, my thirst to hear my own voice. But today we don't have that. We have a guest. It's going to be great. Uh, also, real quick, we're recording in the in the booth. So shout out to Canal Street Market. But if you hear some trap music playing, it wasn't me. It's the it's what's happening. Our guest today, uh, he's an assistant professor of education at New York University. Uh, his research. I'm going to read this. This is from his bio. His research and teaching critically examine the benefits and consequences of radicalized public policy instruments in expanding and or constraining educational systems with a specific focus. I've already stopped paying attention, by the way, uh, on how these dynamics shape access, learning, opportunity, and success within and beyond schools for students of color. That is gnarly. I have never had uh, introduced a guest on this show that had the word critically examine. We almost never do that on this show. And this, is, this guy's going to do it. Uh, he's also one of my uh, longest and best friends. Give it up. He, this is also his name. Give it up for Mike Wanwin. Hey, Mike. Good to, uh, good to join you here. Can I, can I say it's, it's actually racialized, not radicalized? Oh, it is? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> racialized. Racialized public policy instruments. Wow. Did you write this? Yeah. You wrote this whole thing? Yeah, we, we all write our own bios. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's based off what we okay. what we study. Yeah, because <laughs> usually when I read a bio, it's like this guy was on Colbert, and then before that he was a clown at uh, at Medieval Times. Okay, so that's usually how the bios I read are. Sure, my sure, own sure. comedy bio is like um, <laughs> I, I I Yelp about. Uh, I mean, I, I talk about Asian stuff like Yelp and gold, and that is my in my literally in my bio if I submit <laughs> to a job. But yours has racialized public policy instruments and expanding and or. Constraining educational systems. If you read any of my research, those I words are, 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 are uh, uh, and why would you, right? But, but <laughs> why, why would anybody? But if you do, uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of those words show up in, in, in the type of research that I, that I do. I am really excited to have you on. First of all, I'm sh- excited to be here. Should I call you Dr. Nguyen? Nobody calls me that. Uh, my students call me Mike. I tell them to call me Mike. Really? Yeah. You don't yeah. use the doctor? No, no. You went or, to school for the thing. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, parents are happy, you know, but but uh, but no. Uh, you know, we, 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 we went to school together, right? Yeah. And um, our professors there, all very casual. We, we, they are. It wasn't formal, and, uh, and you know, I'm not trying to... I'm, I'm trying to maintain that. Now, don't get me wrong. There are instances where I do use it, where my colleagues use it, 
Um, That's badass. But that, you know, and, and part of that is because, like, like for instance, um, I have colleagues who 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 uh, who really insist on it, and some people go, "What's you know, that's that's weird," and I go, "No, I don't think so," because sometimes they are minoritized people, women of oh, color, perhaps, yes. and so people treat them differently, and right. and they you know, and so it's it's important to let folks know how they're educated, how they're trained, their, their their expertise, right? And so, um, so in in the case of in the classroom, I'm, I'm pretty informal. Um, uh, I, I, I recognize that there, you know I've got some inherent privileges, uh, uh, and so I, I don't have to always use that. But there are places where, in formal settings, yeah, we 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 right. will use it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think okay. So I, I think that makes sense that you don't use it. You know, with your students, you want to build rapport with them and and kind of show those values. I think I'm going to start calling you Doctor Nguyen. That's tight. <laughs> Like in here, I'll just be, hey, Dr. Nguyen, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, uh, you had other professors on here with PhDs. Did you call them doctor too? I didn't. And now I regret not doing that. <laughs> but I think for you, it'd be so cool to, okay, first of all, we, we've known each other. We actually knew, knew each other in college. That's right. Went to, went to the same uh, undergrad together. And then we were one of three Mike Nguyen's. There, there's, there's, there's me, Mike Nguyen. Yeah. Uh, and I was called Dancer Mike because I right. would dance. That's right. And then a very good, a very good dancer. Too. Thank you. And yeah. then there's you, Mike Nguyen, yeah. who different people call you different things. Yeah. I called you Camera Mike That's because right. one time you wore a camera. Like that one time, one time I had a camera, my dad's camera. <laughs> one, t- one time I was like, hey, everybody, I can I can print photos in a dark room. And then I got that. You got that. Camera. But the other people call you something else. Do other people, Mike Hua, maybe? Yeah, they called me that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then but, we have another third Mike Nguyen who maybe one day I'll get him on here. Yeah. And he has different. He has different names. I have him on my phone. Is Mike Noogie, like giving a noogie? That's right. That's right. Some people used to call him Thespian Mike. Oh yes, Thespian. Thespian Mike. He was the one. He was in uh, like the Theater Rice. The he um, was in Theater Rice. The, the Asian American comedy troupe. I almost wore my Theater Rice shirt today. Should have. I, I almost wore it. Uh, um, but uh, but I was never in Theater Rice. It was you just, weren't. Yeah. It, it was given to me by a, a, a member of Theater Rice, which I, I guess doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I've, I've heard that it doesn't yeah. exist anymore, which is a bummer. Total bummer. That's a fucking bummer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you cannot have, you've, you can't support a Asian American art, like theater thing at Berkeley of all places, where can we go? Well, so part of the argument, I don't know if this is right or wrong. Oh, right? okay. I, I could be completely wrong here, but I think part of the argument, at least what I heard from some friends, some of our friends is... Um, uh, there's progress being made, which is oh. that that theater rights was created, right? Because there was no space for Asian Americans to do comedy, to yeah. do improv, to do all those things. And then, as 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 we sort of been able to to um, join other groups, uh, be a part of the broader theater scene on campus, oh. that they, I think people found that they could join so many other things, and so. Um, and so they they did they didn't necessarily need theater rice. So you know some people call that progress. Some people call that integration. You know my sort of position I think is is um, if if I could have my way I'd have both. Mm-hmm. We, we'd be integrated in all the other things, but we still have theater rice because it's so special for us and yeah. for our communities. Right? Yeah. yeah, I blame uh, crazy rich Asians for this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there's too much progress happening. This is all slow it down. Harry Golding's fault. With his amazing eyebrows, <laughs> and now all of a sudden we don't have a uh, theater rice anymore. Uh, well, I'm going to call you Doctor Nguyen. I think that's just fun. It's fun to do. Nobody calls me that, but sure. Um, you also, I was like trying to uh, Google you very quickly, just to, like when I was uh, writing your little intro there, 
and uh, f- typing in Dr. Michael Nguyen, yeah, it's a horrible there's, rabbit hole. There's so many. Too many. And and I kept adding on more things. I was like, Dr. Michael Nguyen, New York. Dr. Michael Nguyen, like, whatever, <laughs> professor. And, and, and it was, and I was still like, it would be like some random dude in Wisconsin or somebody who like, I don't know, grew up in New York, but now is like a orthopedist. And I'm just, I was like, where the fuck is my boy? I, think, I think that's why Mike I put my, my Vietnamese name in there also. Yes. So that way, like, you know, a lot of what we have to do as professors is, is write and publish things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so if I just did Mike Nguyen, then, then I, yeah, I get lost, right? But but by putting in the Vietnamese first name also, sort of then, then you, you know, if you, <laughs> if you Google that, then it pops up. Right away. You know yeah. what it's like? It's kind of like how there's Michael B. Jordan. That's right. That's exactly it. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, it can't be Michael jo- Michael B. Jordan. And now that's a very different person. That's right. That's so you're, right. You're, the, that's, you're the Michael B. Jordan of Michael H. Nguyen. Without the abs, though. Without the abs. <laughs> Without that little, like, you know, muscle thing. Um, well, thanks for joining us. I wanted you to have on the show because I've known you for a long time. And somehow... Um, uh, you are your professor and I'm not saying somehow because I, I didn't think you could I thought you no, could but no, it was no. just more like you, you found yourself being a professor and usually you could listen to the show and I like to think that people maybe they don't get dumber but they definitely don't learn anything and so what I wanted what we had a, you and I had a couple drinks and you had you really said some interesting things related to some stuff we've talked about on the show and I was like you know what I'm going to I'm going to contribute to society for once and I want people to learn a little bit cuz I learned a little bit when I was talking to you and I thought that was cool. So uh, but first we want to fuck around if that's all right. That's that's great. Yeah. Well first thing we like to do is a fit check. Do you do fit checks in your classroom? I uh, I don't. We do don't you teach really, undergrads? I, I only teach graduate students actually. Oh, okay. So I only teach usually students uh, working on their masters or their uh, do- doctoral degrees. Oh shit. Sure. Um I, I hope eventually I'll get to teach some some undergrads. Yeah. Um uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to how to make that work. So I'm pri- I'm a, I'm in a graduate school, so uh, so I'm yeah, trying yeah. to figure out how to how to make that happen. Got I it. would love to teach a class on like Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders and education. You know, well, I would love to have more uh, fit checks in the classroom, and I think <laughs> graduate school fit checks are going to be ass. Okay, and so undergrad fit checks I think will be pretty fire, especially at NYU. Huh? So this FYI. Uh, okay, we're going to do a fit check. So uh, I can go first. I'm wearing, of course, my polo, Ralph. Uh, coffee hat, uh, best thing ever. I have on my Cal. What's the name of this company again? It's a uh, something it Spooner. Ryan Spooner. Ryan, Ryan Spooner. Rain Spooner. Rain. Yeah. You know they make all these like uh, ridiculous uh, college shirts that w- that have all this like kitschy design on it. So I have the Berkeley one. I have two of them, but this is the white one, and I'm wearing it, and it is fucking amazing. And I have my dad shorts on, and then I'm. It's been raining, so I have on my Salomon uh, Gore-Tex shoes. All right. Um, so I'm like really straddling the line between am I about to do comedy or am I about to mow the lawn? <laughs> you don't know. And that's exactly the vibe I'm going for. So that's what's up. You were always such a well-dressed guy. And you know, as long as I've known you in like, what, 18, 19 years old is when, when we, we yeah, became friends. And, something like that. You know, since then you were always on the cutting edge of, uh, of, 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 of your, of your fit, you know, yeah. you, you were, you were, I remember, remember like everyone was wearing blazers with jeans. <laughs> yes. You were doing that like three years ahead of all of Yo, us. Yo, yeah. People were like, what are you, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? Why aren't you wearing just a cow hoodie as usual <laughs> yeah. and new balances? Um, well, it's because 
I was insecure. So uh, how about you? <laughs> We're going to go with you, uh, doc- Dr. Nguyen. What do you? Yikes. What's your fit check, doctor? You know, I'm. I don't dress nearly as cool as you. I. You dress I, good. I, I. I. The. The. The shirt you're wearing. The. The brand. They. Um. They do a bunch of other. Yeah. They do shirts. tons of. Yeah. Shirts, they, yeah. They, they. They were going to do an Indiana Jones one. No shit. And I. Oh, they do have one. Oh, and they I, do. And I almost bought it because I love Indiana Jones. I didn't know that. Lo- I mean, he's oh, the, right. He's the first professor I ever met. He's the <laughs> why. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was Indiana Jones, but he's Asian American studies slash education professor? That's just... that's my that's like who I want to be. Like when I grow up. Does he still have the whip? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. When is he using it? Um, like in a seminar? I, I, yeah, yeah. It's like, let's uh, fight colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it's it. It's badass. You know, it's funny. In the, la- in the most recent movie, I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't seen it, but I don't care. Just go ahead. He's, and here, it. he's here in New York, and oh, he's right. a professor at Hunter College. Ends oh. up being a professor at Hunter College, which is just up the street from us, right? But Hunter College is known as a, it is designated, um, uh, that's a term they use, uh, as, as, um, as an Asian American, Native American Pacific Islander serving institution. No shit. It is an Asian, Amer- a- it's an AAPI uh, serving institution. It's like, that's like the equivalent, it's a federal designation and it's the equivalent of like an HBCU. Whoa. But for AAPIs, and so Hunter College is one of those. So Indiana Jones is a professor at an, it's an Anapesi, that's the, that's how we pronounce the acronym. Oh. Indiana Jones is a professor at an Anapesi institution. Yeah, who knew that Indiana Jones was Asian as shit? Su- super Asian. The guy's so Asian. <laughs> Whenever I see him, yeah, that's why he's <laughs> friends with uh, Short Round or whatever. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's it. They're homies. <laughs> it would be cool if they made a movie where Short Round takes well, over. Well, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought that oh, they yeah. were going to have um, Kiki Kwan. Yeah. How fucking badass would that be? That's he he would slide directly into that role it perfectly. Makes all the sense in the world. Perfect sense. I, we should start a petition to make it happen right now. No. They, you know why? Hollywood hates good ideas. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So what are you wearing, Doctor? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just wearing a... I don't know what this is. It's just this? a... a, a a short sleeve button up shirt, but um, the person who made it is um, is Vietnamese. Who designed it and made it is, is, is Vietnamese American. I think from San Jose. Oh shit! I can't remember her name. Hold on, I can I can look. Yeah, yeah. Can you take a look? It's called V V Contour. V Contour. Yeah, nice. I bought it years ago at some little pop ups thing. That's in, cute. In uh, in San Jose. Nice. Uh, and she's Vietnamese, so I, th- I think I guess her name is V. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then you got the short shorts on. Yeah. When you when you have legs this good, you gotta wear. You have great legs. Short short shorts. Thanks. Yeah. I, we have very good yeah, legs they're, together. They're just genetic. You know. We have genetically good legs. I don't do much for them, but yeah, the genetic. You think it's a Vietnamese thing? I hope so. I think it's a yeah. Vietnamese thing yeah. where yeah. you're just like I don't know. I, I'm trying to think all the Vietnamese dudes I know. We I don't know why we would have this from. Farming? I have no idea. My dad's got great legs. There you go. Maybe my it's because we're being in the army, you know? I guess so. Yeah. My, my dad was also in the army. All right. <laughs> See? There you well, go. Yeah, who knows? Um, Mike, just real quick, you already kind of got a little going, but we like to give our guests a minute to get into, just a minute to describe how you would describe yourself, okay? And you got to use the whole minute. That's the only trick. Yikes. Which okay. I think you can do. Okay. You know? Just throw in a lot of, uh, what is the word you use here? R- racialized public policy instruments. <laughs> To say that. That's like a, that's four seconds right there. Okay, ready? Go. Well, hi everyone. Uh, it's Mike Huang Nguyen here. I'm an, I'm a professor at at, at New York University. Um, I study. Uh, you know, uh, for a lot of professors, our I, our identities are very intertwined with our professional lives because we're so lucky that we got to pick our jobs. Um, and so I love my job, and it's such a, a part of who I am, and the type of work I get to do, the, the classes I teach. 
um, the research that I conduct um, is about our communities, about our AAPI communities, and um, with the broader goal, right, of, of doing research that can uplift uh, um, our community and come up with real public policy solutions that can be used and implemented by, by policymakers. In another life, before I went to graduate school, I worked as a congressional staffer. Mm. And so, um, so much of my research is, is often thinking about, uh, about federal policy mm-hmm. and how do, we, how do we study and investigate things that we can then use to uplift and serve our, our AAPI communities. Is that a minute? That is right in a minute right wow. now. Okay. Wow. That was pretty good. <laughs> I did not expect that, so hopefully that was okay. No, I, I, that's the whole thing. I, never, I always spring it on people. And most of the time, people uh, like take twenty seconds to talk about themselves, and then they, um, then they spiral into like uh, you know self doubt. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Forty seconds. Oh, no, now that we're done, I was like, I should have talked about how me and both you are children of refugees. Right? Yeah. So, so that's another important dimension of of the work is to think about um, how diverse and complex our communities are, and where some of us are are refugees or ch- 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 children of refugees or grandchildren of refugees now yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, and what those implications are. So Yo, okay, also well, a big part of uh, the work that I do. I definitely want to uh, talk about it. Yeah. Well, we're going to first start off with how we usually start off the podcast or I know it's actually like 20 minutes into the podcast now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is what kind of Asian were you this week? Um, Mike, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. I was, you have to ask me. Oh, so. I'm so, okay. Uh, Mike, yeah. uh, what kind of Asian were you? Uh, I was a terrified... Uh, active sh- shooter situation Asian. Oh, goodness. It was intense. And actually, this reminded me of something you and I talked about earlier about how New York City is very sort of compartmentalized as far as like the craziness that happens to you and like how everything is like so squished together. And, and, I, and I brought up the whole thing about the subway. The subway is like mm. the great equalizer because you can be like pressed up against like a billionaire and an unhoused person and uh you know just a, a you know working class dude and you know um uh, 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 someone seeking asylum all at once right and so i was on the f train and i was i pulled into delancey essex which is right mm-hmm. over here mm-hmm. and uh i'm sitting there and it's rush hour okay so i'm like hey i'm headed home and um i'm standing i'm sitting there and i'm just kind of like daydreaming and this uh like a couple people run out of the car out of my car and I was like, oh, what's, uh, what's going on? I thought maybe, you know, people realize, oh, shit, it's my stop, and they have to run out. But then I saw more people from my car run out, and I was like, oh, well, maybe they're ready to catch a train, which would normally be true, but where we are, on, in the, if you've been on into Delancey Essex off the F train, there's not another train nearby where you would, like, see it and run to it. So I was just like, oh, there's just people running off this train. And I was like, maybe there's rats. You know, sometimes there's a rat. Although, honestly, I've seen a rat before in the tr- in the car, and people like they kind of freak out, but they just kind of like lift up their feet and they just like just scream a little bit. That's no big deal. It's 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 mainly the tourists. Right? It's yeah, it's not a it's it's kind of fun, honestly. It's a it's a it's a you know it's a grandma Instagrammable moment. Um, but then I saw that people down the down the cars, like on the other cars, were running too, and I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And I was like, this is crazy. I kind of like stick my head out. And it was, I felt like there is, I think so much of your life, you're, you think you're in control as far as I am going to actively do this. I'm going to explicitly pick up this coffee and put it to my mouth and drink it. I'm going to think about getting up and walking to the bathroom. But as soon as I stepped out onto the platform with all the other people running, sure, I was like trying to figure out what was going on, but like the energy of the crowd made me run. 
Do you know what I'm saying? It, and I didn't know what was going on. And we, all of a sudden, we're all running <laughs> down and wow. out. And so I was trying to ask someone like what was going on. And they were like, there's, some, there's something going on like behind us, blah, blah, blah. Somebody was like, you know, just go, just run. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I got to get out of here. And it was just like this crazy, like animalistic thing where my body was like, like, I, I, you know, like Jesus, take the wheel, you know, like we, uh, my body's going to do it. It's not even like, you don't have to think about it. And I felt like this pressure on my chest as far as I was just like, I was like panicking, you know, I could tell I was a panicking and I was like, I was going up the stairs and I was trying to like calm down. And I was like looking back and I could like see people's faces as I was going up the stairs and people were like, I just remember this one woman, she like looked like she had seen the devil. I was like, she was like terrified looking. And I was like, we got to, I'm going, we're going to go. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know what's going on. We get up, uh, basically out like out of the plat, uh, out of the station, like not all the way to the surface. I kind of stop at where the turnstiles are. There's some NYPD guys that they running the other direction down into the platform, and uh, and I was waiting there for a while. I don't hear anything. I don't hear any shots or anything like that. But it was uh, it was really it was really intense, and I just remember, just like I couldn't feel my hands. That was like one of the things. I couldn't feel my hands. And uh, I was like, just trying, trying to calm down. And after a while, it seemed, this is so New York too. After a while, uh, a couple of us who were still like standing on the platform uh, on the, near the turnstile were like, I guess we'll go back down. We should check it out. <laughs> you know, we still have to get home, you know, active shooter or not. And uh, I, I go back down there. I stick my head down there. The, the train is still there. The train is still there. And there's people like getting on the train. And we, you know, me and a couple of other people who were, who were kind of like all together, we all get on the train and we just sit back down. And I guess it was nothing. I look, I check on Twitter later that all it was, was like, you know, some, uh, someone was causing a, causing a disturbance. I don't know exactly what that means. And I'm surprised because again, in New York, people are so used to like weirdness happening that you don't run, which is really the thing that kind of gave me pause. I was like, people don't run in the city where we're just like, we're, we're, oh, it's fine. And the fact that they were running, I think that was really what triggered it. it. Took me like easily 20 minutes to like get my heart rate back to like where it was, and uh, it was just like crazy, man. I thought I it was like very surreal. It, you know what it felt like? Uh, I don't know if you ever had a nightmare where the world is ending or like a zombie apocalypse is happening, where it was like, oh shit, this is real, this is happening. It felt like that. I was like, oh shit, uh, it's my turn to do go through the active shooter thing. You know, it was like American Rite of Passage now. I'm like, oh, I got to go through the active shooter thing. And I didn't think I would, e even if it was, I mean, in, in retrospect, it wasn't real. But at the time, I thought it was real. I didn't feel like I was in danger. My life was in danger. But I definitely felt like, you know, this is horrible. This is a horrible situation. Uh, I don't like this at all. Um, I, you know, need to call my wife immediately. You know, yeah, that was the yeah, main thing yeah. I was thinking about. Uh, but yeah, that was me. Act um, not very funny, but no, very American. Let me tell you very that. Very scary. Yeah, it was, too too American. Yeah, it was real real gangster, man. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's so scary. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm glad that there wasn't an active shooter. Yeah, and everyone I think is okay. Uh, it seemed okay. Okay, it seemed okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, later on, like I mean, as we were like pulling out of the station, I just saw the cops just like milling about. So I was like, all right, it seems it's fine. I didn't even see them. I didn't. I didn't. 
I don't. I didn't see anything unusual happen except for the everybody panicking. I didn't see any like person doing anything. So what's yeah. scary is like sometimes if that happens, like people might fall and oh yeah, run over each other. I mean, like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's really scary. So I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad everybody uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was real. It was real gnarly. You know, can I say too? And people who listen to the show will uh, get ready to roll your eyes. I think my jujitsu really helped me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because honestly, it felt the the it felt like um, like I was competing, uh, and uh, and and they have there's a thing when you compete, it's called an adrenaline dump, uh-huh. and it uh-huh. felt just like that. It was just like that. Whereas like I couldn't feel my hands. Oh, my um, I didn't have any minor motor skills. I remember people were vi- videotaping, like you know, on their cameras. Yeah. And uh, which also added to the surrealness. Yeah, which like, is like your instinct is instead of to escape, yeah. is to whip out your phone and yes. start recording. Well, I was like, I was like, maybe I should record too in order to, <laughs> I, I don't know, just like, you know, get more evidence. I have no idea. I, I remember thinking I could not figure out how to use my phone. I was like, I was holding, I was holding my phone. Yeah. And I was looking down at it and I was like, how does this work? I couldn't do it. I, could, I didn't have any, uh, I only had my gross motor skills. I yeah. can only had, I had run uh, north, east, south, west, and, and maybe jump and duck under a boulder. Yeah. That was it. I didn't have any access to any of my like fine motor skills. It was like so weird. Wow. Well, that's, yeah, man. Yeah, that, that's so scary, man. I'm glad you're, you're okay. I'm glad it wasn't actually a, an active shooter incident. Um, man, that's scary. Yeah. I don't know how to respond to that. That's yeah. So no. Um, you know. <laughs> but I'm glad you're okay. I'm okay. I've lived here, you know, 14, 15 years. And, uh, you know, again, it just reminded me of kind of like, because you've just, you've just moved here maybe like a year or so ago. About a year ago. Yeah. 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 Have you had any like real gnarly subway situations? No. None. Okay. That's none. good. None. Great. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's just been a, uh, felt like every other single time that I visited as a tourist uh, before I moved here. Yeah. No, no, no. Real issues or incidents. Wow. I know. feel really lucky. That's um, scarier than what I went through, you know? <laughs> I can't believe it. The city. I don't know the city anymore, man. Uh, Mike, what kind of Asian were you this week? Well, th- Dr. Nguyen, oh, what kind yikes. of Asian were you this so, week? So, uh, well, what I'm going to say is way more lighthearted. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, was a, uh, I was a Star Wars Asian I did. Okay. this week. Yeah. So, yeah. But to be fair, I think like every week I'm a Star Wars Asian. Yes. I've, so, yes. So if you, uh, if you go into like my office, I've got like Star Wars posters. I've got uh, Star Wars toys. There's a picture of me and Darth Vader like hung up in a frame. Like, you know, people like in- You, you go, and Darth Vader? Yeah, me and Darth Vader. Where did you get this? It was at Disneyland, you know? Oh, okay, you know, okay. You know? But you know, like people like in like, you go into their office and they have like, a picture of like, like them and like President Obama, <laughs> you know, and like you know, and like I have a picture of me in Darth Vader framed up, like, like you know. Um, but uh, wait, yeah. have you ever met Obama? Yes, you have. Yes. Did you get a picture with him? Yes, and mm-hmm. I took my dad too. So it was uh, the, he was visiting California, uh, and so uh, I, I I got an invite, took my dad. And we went to the airport and saw Air Force One land. Oh, no shit. Yeah. It's like the coolest thing ever. Air Force One lands. It comes around. He comes down the stairs, walks up, shakes everybody's hand. My, you know, uh, shook my dad's hand. That's what I really cared Whoa. about. Uh, um, uh, met him very briefly, like seconds, right? But really cool experience for my dad. Whoa. So cool where two weeks later, then Vice President Joe Biden was right. visiting. Yep. And I asked my dad, Dad. Um, do you want to go meet Vice Pre- then Vice President Joe Biden? And he said, um, no, it's okay. I already met the president. <laughs> <laughs>
listen, I may have beautiful, ageless Asian skin, but when you get to be my age, you do worry about some things. You worry about things like thinning hair. And if you're worried about thinning hair, I want to tell you there's help. There's Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve hair growth visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage for men and for women. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural, medical-grade ingredients. Their drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code ASIAN. Find out why over 3,500 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code ASIAN. That's Nutrafol.com promo code ASIAN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Like, should I move for that new job, or break up with my partner, or even, who am I as a person? Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life, so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. I've done therapy in the past and I use what I've learned to this day to help me figure out what I'm going through and what I care about. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Asian today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Asian. <laughs> I got the good one. Yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, uh, but uh, Wait, so do you have a picture with Ob- Obama? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Did he, um, you know that famous Keen Peel sketch where he's like, hello, hello, yeah. hello. And then whenever he meets a black person, he's yeah. like, oh, what's up? What's going on? D- you know, yeah. And like, yeah. You know, daps <laughs> you up. Did he dap you up? Or he no, just it you was that? like, it was like barely a second. It was on the rope line. It was like barely a second. But the art, the photo that, um, that we have actually is like from, I didn't buy it. I went to like the AP, well, I forget which, like Reuters or AP or one of those. Like some professional photo- news photographer took a picture of me and my dad shaking his hand and um and 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 you know you can like buy it but it's like a thousand dollars oh shit photo, you know so yeah, 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 yeah. so like i i downloaded it from like the website but it's got like a big like <laughs> yeah, watermark yeah, on yeah, it yeah. it's like owned by reuters no you can get that out now dude you know <laughs> photoshop ai is really good i don't i don't have that skill set so. um did, was, did, was your, is your dad like not a right-wing person <laughs> my parents are pretty progressive really yeah yeah, yeah they're progressive vietnamese parents which uh you know they weren't at the they weren't at the riots they, they were not they they, they were, i feel so many of people we know were there like in her community i, mean, I was that, waiting for the photo i was like oh my god there's there's tuan oh my god there's that big unfortunately there's that like that picture in front of the Capitol yeah, with yeah, like yeah. a guy in a giant south yes flag. yes yeah yeah it's I'm horrible like, Yes, but you know the the Vietnamese food was probably pretty banger that day. Oh yikes! <laughs> um, the 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 you, uh, and that's from like like during all of the elections where you grew up in, yeah. in Orange County. There yeah. were like all of these Vietnamese Americans coming out 
doing all this wild protesting. Yes. I was blown away. I was super blown away by all that. That's crazy. I mean, I guess I'm not. As an academic, right. I, I was not. Right. Uh, we, we know why. You know, yeah. we, 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 we sociologists have explained why that happens. But but still, I think when it's your community and, and you're on the other side. Yes. Um, um, you, you're sort of... Uh, it's it's still shock. It's still shocking. Yeah, it is very strange. Yeah. Hold on here. What was what kind of Asian were you this week? I was a Star Wars Asian. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. so hold on here. Finishers. So you were, you were like, was there a specific thing you did? Oh, you know. So uh, I've been reading. So I don't read for fun anymore. Right. right? Like I, right. I barely read for. I don't read for fun at all. I haven't read for fun in 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 over a decade. Oh my god. Uh, uh, most of the reading is work related reading, right? So the last thing I want to do is pick up a book and read it for fun. Most yeah, of, yeah, most yeah, of yeah. the time. Um, but I've been reading all these Star Wars books okay. this week. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's which that's, books? Uh, the Thrawn books. Oh. Yeah. I haven't read those books. Yeah. Heir to the Empire. The one I'm reading right now is mm-hmm. Heir to the Empire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of getting ready for the show that's going to come out in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I'm like a, a big Star Wars uh, nerd. Um, Have you always been that? Like, did I not know yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. As a like. Always as a kid. Yeah, to the point where, you know, you get made fun of when you're in elementary school about it. Yeah, yeah, And now yeah. it's, like, cool to, you know. Right. Um, I gave a, um, I was invited uh, to give, like, a, they call it a plenary, which is sort of, sort of like a keynote-ish. Oh. Um, at the Asian American Studies Conference. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, and this was this was earlier this year, and um, uh, everyone's, like, really serious about it, right? Yeah, sure. And, and, and I'm generally a serious person, but, I, you know, I'm... F- I like to have fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know I can tell from the shorts you my, like to have fun. Thanks. <laughs> my presentation though, all Star Wars themed. Okay. It was go, like not, go, go. It was every, go. Every, Drop a little bit for us. Well, no, Drop every, a little sample. Mm. You no, know, I mean it was about the, the presentation was about the talk was about how do we integrate Asian American Pacific Islander studies in K twelve curriculum throughout the country, right? Whoa. So okay. I, I worked on this initiative yeah. when I was a professor in Colorado to get it implemented or to get it. Um, essentially signed into law statewide, right? Um, so they wanted me to talk about that process, what we did, and how we achieved that that policy outcome. Um, and and so, but I thought I'm going to make this fun. So um, each one of my slides was just a different Star Wars picture. Okay, that, that was related to uh, related to what the sort of what I was talking about, right? As I was telling the story of us implementing this this policy, um, and some funny things happened. One is this really well-respected, renowned Asian-American studies professor, this total OG, came up to me afterwards and said, great job. This stuff is usually so stuffy. This was fun. Also, my students are really nervous about their presentations. And I was like, see, look at that guy. That guy just did it, uh, did a whole Star Wars presentation. So just go and have fun. So I, it was, uh, it, it was, I helped calm the nerves of some other grad students. And then this other person came up to me and said, um, that was really fun. I love Star Wars. My mom works at Skywalker Ranch. Oh, shit. Next time, if you're ever in the Bay Area, let me know. We'll give you a tour. Whoa. It's like, I, can't, I cannot wait to do a wow. tour at Skywalker Ranch. Wow. Have you ever been there? No. I mean, I you like want, Star do, Wars. Do you want to go? You want to be on my plus one? Yeah, I'll go with you. <laughs> I know someone from Pixar, too. So we can, we can do a little, like, entertainment tour of the Bay Area. That'd be really cool. Uh, have you ever tried to, like do a little deep reading of Star Wars to see if it's an Asian American story at all? You know what's funny that you say that? Uh, I haven't, mm-hmm. but the first, I think the first Asian American or Asian in Star Wars is in The Return of the Jedi. Oh, what? Yeah, there's two people. Is, is it that 
co-pilot? It's one of the pilots. Okay. I think he says, like, there's too many of them. <laughs> oh, um, I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yes. His name is Lieutenant Elsage. Or, Tel- or Telsage. Okay. NPR did a whole story about him. The character or the actor? Both. That's awesome. Because he's not credited, and they're trying to figure out who he is. He's not credited. And then there's another woman. I'm, I think I know who you're talking about. I think he was an A-wing pilot, and I, I think, think he crashes into a, uh, one of the things. I think it's I, like a destroyer. I, that's right. He, I think he's an A-wing pilot. Yeah. But the, the article was saying, but he was wearing like a Y-wing pilot helmet. So oh. it's just all this sort of discrepancy back then. But yeah, he's the first one. In fact, there's a picture of him framed in my office. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. you met that actor? No, he. I think he passed away oh, a long time ago. Sucks. But um, I just have a picture of him because he's the one of the first. There's another person who was in the scene before him in Jabba's palace, but she plays. Um, uh, she plays a different species. I, I can't remember the name. Oh, of I, of see, species. I see. I so, see. So, like, technically, she's not. Yeah, yeah. She's Asian, Asian, I guess. Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know who I'm talking about. You know the. Okay, so Lando Calrissian. Yeah. He flies the Millennium Falcon during yeah. the final assault. Yeah, yeah. And he has a co-pilot yeah. who's like an alien. Yeah. But that dude looks Chinese as shit. Oh man. no, knee 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 nublum or something. Yeah. Like that. He's like, <laughs> I think the actual voice actor is speaking um, an actual language. I don't know which one it is, but uh-huh. in order for it to make it sound, but I think he is speaking an actual language, not an Asian language. But I don't know. Just look at him. Just look, look at that guy. Look, he's like, you know. <laughs> He's, he's the he's he's the Star Wars Uber driver. <laughs> he's like, where are you going? Where are you go? Star uh, uh, the uh, Galactic Core or whatever. And that's awesome. That's him. Um, he's Asian as shit. You know, th- I think there's some problematic stuff too about it, which is I think like the Ewoks are based off supposed to be Filipinos. Oh, what? Really? Like, like apparently, apparently the language. I could be completely wrong here. I gosh, I, I <laughs> so I hope I'm not okay. Maybe sp- we're, spreading yeah. myth. But, no, that's uh, funny. But like that's that's supposed to be part of it too. So I mean, there's definitely so much racialization yeah. in Star Wars. I mean, so then in the prequels, like the Trade Federation guys. That's right. Those guys, like they, there's something Asiany about them. Yeah, they have like a Fu Man, like yes, you know. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh no, oh, uh, we need to change the credit. Like he, you know, you're you're definitely channeling like. Um, upset Chinese restaurant manager. You yeah, know, like yeah, them, yeah. Right. But what the good, the, the sort of interesting thing is that sort of we're seeing it. We're seeing it's almost like a if, if you look at it, you know, you study it as a as a race person, a race scholar. You see it sort of change over time yeah. to now, where we're gonna have some new. Sh- you know, it's it's it, it's essentially we see progress, right? Sure. Particularly with our communities, where we're gonna see a bunch of Jedi that are um, that are that are Asian. That's awesome. Uh, in this new coming. Show coming out next year or something like that. Is it like, the, this is the based on the Thrawn? No, no, like thing. another show. Oh, afterwards. another one. Yeah, where it's the guy from um, Squid Game's going to be in it. He's going to be a Jedi Fuck. Master. And then, um, and then that that other actor who's in the Good Place, I think. Okay. Mandy. Yeah. I don't know. I forget. I, okay. Yeah, oh yeah. yes, I know what you're talking about. He's like Filipino. Yes, the Filipino dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's going to play a Jedi too, I think, or something like That's that. That's awesome. There's rumors that Keanu Reeves is going to be in it. Mean, playing like shit. a dark Sith Lord. That's rumors. I don't know. Wow. I'm, I'm just spreading. I'm spreading. You're spreading rumors. I should bro. not be spreading all the Star Wars rumors. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't realize. But that George yet. Lucas, if you listen to this, please, I want to be your friend. This, I mean, like the the, <laughs> the the whole thing about the Jedi it is very like Asian based. Totally. You know, it's that, based off samurai, samurai moves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the first Star Wars is based off of uh, Hidden Fortress, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Kurosawa movie. That's right. It's about time. Big inspiration. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna look up this A-wing pilot. Now. Yeah, because I remember seeing him uh, as a kid, and I wasn't like you know uh, sort of like really aware of representation at the time. But I yeah. thought it was cool, and I, then I, I was like, "Hey, he died, oh, nice, yeah, respect for the for the for the rebellion, for the rebellion, yeah, and in like a badass way." You know? Very, he's like, ah! I mean, what a hero! 
you if you were uh, if you were a starfighter pilot, yeah, how would you want to go out? Would you want to go out being shot by a Tie Fighter? Would you want to go out by ramming a uh, the bridge of a Star Destroyer. Ooh. What are we thinking? Or like uh, you, you know, you get engulfed in the uh, the blast of the, of uh, an exploding star. Uh, like like you know, like in Rogue One, like it, like like those pilots who just oh, yeah. got lit up. Yep. the Death Star. That's, yeah, that's probably it. That that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good. That's, yeah, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be flying a B wing though. That's for sure. You know, why you like the B wing? It's so weird. It's super it's weird. So weird. It's so weird. Why would you fly that? Nobody wants to fly the B wing. It's so weird. It's so cool looking. You know, it mm. also isn't in the shape of a B. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a T wing. Yeah. Why don't they call it a T wing? Exactly. They dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> yeah. But it's really cool. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I hope uh, you people. You people. I hope you people. I hope people are learning a little bit here. We're, now we do want to get into the kind of educate education part. We're going to be talking about Star Wars, which I think is very interesting. But you had this really interesting. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, I don't know how even to set it up because I'm so like I'm almost over this topic. But mm. Asian, I'm not Asian American. Uh, it's like race conscious admissions. Sure. Got sort of struck down, and uh, by the Supreme Court that there was this decision, and I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I think a lot of a lot of times Asian Americans, and I tried to talk about this, you know, when we were talking about that decision a couple of weeks ago. You know, Asian Americans, like, uh, they're like, oh, well, well, you know, affirmative action doesn't help us. Why would we want to do that? We should all be, you know, race blind, whatever. We, you know, with our own community, right? Sure. So it always gets that kind of complicated, right? And I'm always, I'm always trying to, trying to do stuff. But um, I, I feel you actually have good reasons and evidence and that kind of thing. Things I don't have. <laughs> I would love for you to just kind of walk us through it a little bit. How, how are we supposed to, like, think through, think about it? You you do that. I'll try to make jokes along the way, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll I'll well I'll try to I'll, well we'll have some fun with it, right? We'll be like in my class when we talk about this, oh, right? Okay. So this is one area that I do do research in, that I do study, uh, that that we talk about in in, in my classes, and so um, uh, affirmative action, right, is is a really um, it's a really old concept, a centuries old uh, English legal concept based on equity. Okay. Right, equity. That's an important topic and term, right? Uh, where um, and where the the way that it's been historically used in, in the United States is uh, sort of connected to um, the civil rights era and about all the social injustice and racial injustice in the United States during that time, um, and where the federal government decided um, to to that they must affirmatively take some action. To address this racial inequality oh. um, through programs and policies that promote racial um, equity, right? Um, and so, the probably you know it, it's not just in college admissions; it was in um, it was in contracting, it was in all sorts of different things, right? Um, employment, um, and so. Uh, but the way we sort of think about it today, when anybody ever throws out the word affirmative action, um, they're thinking about college admissions, right? Yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. That's sort of in in the, in the zeitgeist, yeah. right? Um, but we we we're, 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 we try to be really specific in our terms, so we say race conscious admissions because um, affirmative action is a, is a broad term that can be used for any type of addressing any type of inequality. Um, so so um, so one could argue that affirmative action exists for athletes in college admissions, right? Where oh. where if you're if, if if you fulfill a certain type of 
uh, uh, position in for a sports team, then you get a plus up in your application and you get, yeah, yeah, you yeah. get into that whatever school or in band, right? Or in um, if your parents are big donors. Yeah, or yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If your parents went to that school, legacy admissions, right? So those are all different types of affirmative action policies, right? Oh, shit. Right? But in this case here, what we're talking about with respect to the court decision that happened um, early, a few months ago, um, that was about using race in a broader, uh, holistic way in college admissions, where we, um, where the court struck down the use of race in in, in college admissions, except actually in our military academies. So oh, West Point Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, as of right now, they can still use uh, in a practice uh, race-based affirmative action. Okay. Right? So. Um, what was, that, what was the question? So the question, okay. I guess, is yeah. like, you know, how, like, you, you know, uh, I think a lot of, you know, there there's a lot of uh, discussion in the Asian community, mm-hmm. whatever, how you want to define that, yeah. where it's like, is this quote unquote good or bad for you? Yeah. I was always up sort of the mind that it's like, it, it <laughs> you know, to use a, to use a Star Wars thing, yeah. only a Sith thinks in absolutes. <laughs> is it good or bad like that, right? It's far more complicated, but sure. I, I I would love to have someone, yeah. a, and it's it's one of those topics now that as soon as you start saying it, people like go get entrenched and yeah. they start, you know, I don't know, like it's not really a conversation based on like knowing things. It's just a, I feel this way and now I'm mad and I'm on, now I'm on Facebook, Yeah, you know? I'd like to get past that. Yeah. So a couple, a couple things, uh, especially about Asian Americans, right? Which is, um, the, like, all of these different uh, um, polls out there, are in some cases, are showing Asian Americans are against it. Others are showing Asian Americans are for it, right? And so I think that's a that's a good place to start. Oh. Are, 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 is our community for it, or or is our community against it? Yeah. Um, I think the reason why we see such different. Um, Opinions about it, a polling, like studies about polling opinions, or from news reports, is 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 because actually most folks doing that type of polling are asking questions very differently about affirmative action. Oh, and so methodologically speaking, right, they're they're asking it differently. In some cases, have pro- providing context; in other cases, not providing context. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and then also before this case, this this court uh, case ruling. Um, it's a patchwork of how affirmative action was being implemented. So it was different in California versus in Texas versus in Washington versus in Michigan, you know, all these sort of states. And I'm naming states that actually have bans in place. Um, so so, so be, because it's so different state to state, oh. region to region, um, and also with respect to uh, how the question is being asked in polls and the context that's provided or not provided, people give wildly different answers. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So I think one of the better folks who who actually did a good job of asking the question, asking it in context, as well as asking it in specific Asian languages, oh, right? shit. as well as English, um, these are our good friends at AAPI Data. Um, shouts, big shouts, yeah, AAPI yeah, Data. Uh, um, and uh, their professors, Janelle Wong is a professor at, at Maryland. Uh, Karthik Ramakrishnan is a professor at, at UC Riverside. Um, so they they run this, and, and, and they did it, and I think, in a much more comprehensive way. And their results were that the majority of Asian Americans are in support of affirmative, uh, race-conscious affirmative actions, particularly as it can uplift... Um, uh, uh, black Americans, other communities of color, other minoritized identities. Oh shit! Right? So, so I think that's one thing. You know, as a social scientist, we often look at how do we how do we accurately measure and uh, a, a, any phenomenon out there, right? That that's like ninety percent of our job is to yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. how do we get the best, most accurate answer. 
um, uh, be it quantitative or qualitative research. And so we're always scrutinizing each other's yeah, methods. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. You know, and so I think that's probably the best one uh, 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 approach to do it. And 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 it's those results um, I think are surprising compared to how we've been publicly portrayed in the news media, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. oftentimes you read all the news articles, they, you know, it always frames it as if Asian Americans are all against uh, affirmative well, action. Yeah, I mean, like the news always trots out some Uncle Wong type dude who's like, I'm against the heart, you know, my daughter should be able to go to Harvard. And, and you know this guy, you know, like the, the one guy at the family reunion where you're like, sure. shut <laughs> the fuck up, dude. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they, I think the, whoever like will trot out this person and and then make a whole big thing of it and then and then be like Ooh. you know then all of a sudden we get the model minority that's following it. up right after that's that it. yeah that's the that's that's and i think that's the reason why all, a lot so much public popular media is frame is 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 is, is positioning asian americans in that light and not to say there aren't asian americans who are um, against uh, affirmative action, there there are oh yeah right? just for like sure the, just like there are other communities of color that are also against it right I mean uh, we're we're complex we're diverse uh, we're not all a monolith right but because of this larger narrative about the model minority myth about how we are viewed and positioned um, in in sort of American society with particular attention to to, to education um, that becomes a very convenient story mm. uh, and so when you find someone who 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 does have that viewpoint? You, th- that's what the reporting tends to to frame it as, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 in this case, remember, this lawsuit was actually not was was being led by a guy named Ed Bloom, who's not Asian American, and has been Ed Bloom. That's like the least Asian <laughs> name I've ever heard. And so for him, he 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 actually was behind the the, the previous affirmative action case in Texas, oh, um, uh, uh, Abigail Fisher. And, right, right, right. Yeah, right. And and then after losing that case, he was like, oh. Um, there's actually really f- funny videos and recordings of him like going out to Asian communities, basically saying, "I need to find good Asians who I can use in this lawsuit." Right? Oh, so he, shit. he like went out actively recruiting uh, Asian right. Americans to for for this lawsuit, right? So, so I think that's one thing. It's the way we're sort of po- viewed in the media, uh, and it's through this model minority lens. And the other is the other argument that we hear folks use, right, particularly for Asian Americans, is, "Oh man, they have perfect SAT yes. scores. They have perfect GPAs." Um, why are they being denied admission to these schools? Well, part of it is you, if you want to go to a school like Harvard or Yale, um, a perfect GPA and a perfect SAT score is the bare minimum. Right. Right. Like that's everybody who's applying, who's going to be considered is going to have a perfect SAT score and a perfect GPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one. You don't automatically get to go there just because those, those two things are good. Everybody's who's going there, those two things, those two metrics are good. Right. The, 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 so, so that's one. Two is um, that relies on this, 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 uh, this assumption that GPA and SAT scores are, me- are good measures of, 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 of uh, meritocracy. Ah, yes. Right? Uh, is that because, you know, that you're, 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 you're better prepared or uh, um, better positioned to go to these schools because your SAT score is higher. When we know... Uh, that SAT score is uh, is is much stronger predictor of your your parents um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. income level, yeah. uh, your parents' educational status. Uh, basically, it, it has less to do. Uh, uh, it, it is not the perfect measure that people think it is. Right. Yep. Yep. I had um, a great SAT score. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I'm serious. I had a great SAT score. I had a horrible SAT score. And you're a fucking now look at Doctor Nguyen. I have, yeah, to, I have to call so, you Doctor Nguyen. So, so um, it, uh, it 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 is not uh, it is not a a a perfect match. So th- those are sort of the things that 
um, we often sort of promote uh, we meaning you know society often promotes rather than 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 thinking more critically about this the, the these these you know something like the SAT or the GPA or, or well or, or, yeah I think the argument is always like oh well the quote unquote best person should go into whatever Harvard or Yale or uh, you know my whole thing yeah. was like why are we always talking about Harvard and Yale like right. they have terrible sweatshirts so like let's just go <laughs> to these you know Cal State San Luis Obispo so like um, you know I think. Uh, how do you respond to like that? I guess like people saying, well, you know, uh, the the people who are getting to, from affirmative action, they're not as good, quote unquote, not as good, and they're taking a spot from someone who is quote unquote a better student. That, that, that's a really great point, right? So, so, um, and and to, to what you were saying earlier, pr- we spend way too much time talking about Harvard and, and Yale, yeah. right? Like uh, they they account for such a small percentage of most students in higher education. Uh, um, nearly half, nearly half of all Asian American Pacific Islander students are going to a community college. Oh, shit? Yeah. yeah right? Save that money, baby. Right? Everyone just assumes they're at these certain types of yeah. schools rather than than open access colleges um, that 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 are throughout our country, right? And so, again, that, that, that we should spend more time, quite frankly, talking about these schools that are our um, our communities are actually going to yeah yeah right uh, so <laughs> that's one 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 big thing the, the other thing about sort of taking a spot away this is sort of a the big difference between uh, the big contention between folks who are pro and against affirmative action right sure the, the sure. folks who are against it often say it's a zero sum game if you take one spot then there isn't another spot um, progressives uh, say that it is not a zero sum game um, that universities have 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 they they can build and create a class that makes sense. Uh, for them, right? But again, the schools that we're talking about here, we can count them like on all of our fingers and toes. And yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My fingers, my my fingers, my toes. Your fingers, your toes. That's about all the schools that are like going to be mostly impacted by by this court case, right? It's not the overwhelming majority of all colleges and universities um, mm. in, in 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 the United States. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wanted to also get into, um, you know, you have all these slides here, okay, that you have about, I don't even know, you have all these things. Yeah. Like, wh- what are what are some, uh, I, I feel like, w- you know, we had this nice talk, you and I back and forth with, um, you had this really interesting thing you, you did where you were looking at uh, the um, admission essays, like the essays that undergrads wrote, and you were analyzing them, mm-hmm. right? And you, I, I felt like you had like some really interesting like findings from that. What, like, do you, what, what was, what was the study? Oh yeah. So I'm actually like last, 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 last author on this study. There's some really brilliant folks who who are working on it. Uh, Julie Park from Maryland, yeah, is the lead on that. Um, and and essentially, right. So that the one of the big arguments that the folks who sued Harvard, this is SFFA Ed, Ed Bloom's group, mm-hmm. um, sued Harvard. Um, Basically saying that um, Asian Americans um, were getting lower scores on um, on uh, one of the criteria, which is what they call a, a personal rating. Right, right, right. Right, which they keep saying is a per- which they have said in court. It, uh, they call it a personality rating. Right, which, I think some which people, is really problematic. Right, it's not that. I think somebody was like trying to say that, like, oh, they think that Asians don't have personality. That, that's right, and and sometimes the media doesn't catch on, and they. 
and they say personality rating, right? So, so they're they're this, this, see this words matter. The, that's why, like earlier when I said radicalized, and you said and you and really it said racialized. That's right. They're very different. <laughs> Personal and then personality. Those are different things. Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah. So no, and so and so we know that they, uh, you know, like they hired really smart, expensive lawyers, and so uh, the assumption is then that they were intentional in using that. It's saying personality instead of personal, right? Like oh, that's not a mistake. Yeah, a, a top lawyer sure. who's billing tons of money is going to yeah, make, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and so, so we can assume that's intentional, right? Because they're trying to build a narrative about them saying Asian Americans are all bland and, and right, don't right, have personalities, right, right. right? Okay, but it's really a personal rating that's based off a lot of different indicators. One of which are letters of recommendation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so, what? Our research is looking at, and and, uh, and and other people's research, the broader research community, and the reason why I'm talking about all this is is, is we wrote an amicus brief uh, for uh, the, 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 these court cases where we um, essentially examined all the research in these areas and, and presented it to the to the to the court. Um, and so, what a lot of the research says, um, and and some of it, much of it, not my not my own, but what the broader research community sure. has found, right, is that um, is that a- Asian American students. You know, they're more likely to go to public schools, high schools, that is, than yeah, yeah. private schools, right? Sure. And so when you go to a public school um, and you want to go to, a, you want to apply to one of these highly selective institutions, um, you need letters of recommendation. But at public schools, um, teachers, counselors, anybody who's going to write those letters for you are way more under-resourced, yeah. right? Yeah. And so versus, say, if you went to a, a, a private uh, sure. boarding high school. Right. Like, yeah, and then you get the headmaster yeah. from, from Hogwarts. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you got, you got Dumbledore writing your letter for you. Not only that, but but uh, but Dumbledore's got way less students. Yes, than, yes, yes, than, yes, than, yes. Than a, than a public school teacher here in, right. in say New York City. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so that means that they don't have as much time and attention that they can write mm. a, a letter that is gonna. Um, play such a big role in upping that score. Yeah. Right. So there's so 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 SFFA is saying, well the score is low, that's that's racism, right? That's how they're being discriminated against. What our research is showing is that it's way more complicated than that. It's the type of schools Asian American students are going to, it's the type of resources those schools have. Um, and that's why we're seeing such differences in the quality of those letters of recommendation. Yo. And no shade to the teachers, no shade to the counselors. No, it's they just are, they that, are overworked yeah. right. and underpaid, you right? Got, you only got so much time. You got to write 50 letters of rec or some shit like that. That's it. So they're going to maybe use a lot of the same yeah. copy paste, yeah. right? So, and again, no shade. This is just this the is reality just of is. when you are right. overworked and underpaid. And so, um, and so that's what... That, that's sort of what is, is actually happening when we actually go and grab all this data. And this is data from like hundreds of thousands of college application records, oh, right? Shit. So it's not that we're just pulling some random stuff. Like is reading that, a couple. Yeah, is that we had access to all of this data, the research team really, again, I'm like last author, I'm, I'm barely playing a role in this. But, um, but it's all this data that exists that we can actually run and, and 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 test right rather than just sort of making a claim out of right 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 uh, about 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 a lower score and that means um, that means that there's some sort of uh, discrimination happening right our our job is instead to say well if the score is lower why is it lower let's actually mm. investigate and yeah. see uh, if it if it is discrimination if it isn't that's that's important I'll be the first to stand up and and and, and argue that or is it something more structural and social mm. that's impacting that uh, and that is a problem in itself also yeah right so I think worthy of 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 bringing that nuance out rather than um, simply saying they're um, racist or something they're racist now another sort of sort of broader 
uh, data point that people often say, right, is um, say Harvard is discriminating against Asian Americans. Um, why did they admit nearly 30%? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, like, we hate Asians. Yeah. That's then, why they're only most of the students. Yeah, like one, <laughs> oh, nearly one third of the students yes. when they only make up 6% of the whole population yeah, of the yeah. country, right? Um, uh, I mean, last, I mean, it, it did go up about two ish, three ish percent. Um, from last year to this year. So, like, last year it was, uh, like, above 25%. Oh, my God. A, a quarter, right? Yeah. That's a lot. That's so many. So, 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 uh, I just don't know if I if I buy that argument yeah, yeah, just yeah. based off broad data like that. And then our nuanced empirical research shows, you know, there's it's it's much more complex. Fucking, man, fucking research, guys. Fucking ruining all of our jokes <laughs> and all of the nonsense. Hopefully, Who knew? Hopefully you can take the research and make jokes out of it, right? I mean, I'm you can read to. this amicus brief and... and I'll read uh, this amicus brief and I'm going to pull out some stuff. I yeah. mean, I think there's some pretty banger stuff I can do with, like... I hope so. With Hogwarts right now. Oh, that's... I'm, you know, I mean, if you think about it, Hogwarts, that's like... For sure, you go to Hogwarts, you have a pretty good shot at going to an Ivy. I felt that the the, <laughs> the, the, the professor to wizard ratio was like pretty good. That's a the good... The classes never seemed that full. It's a private school. It's definitely private very school. Very much a legacy place. T- all about like you know, I don't, I don't know very much about Harry Potter. Very racist, <laughs> actually. If you think about it, you have to be a wizard to go. Well, so and then also, is it uh, is it problematic to to sort of put a hat on you and then say you belong to this? Oh uh, yeah, to this house or this group, right? That's uh. <laughs> what if the hat is like it just puts all the Asian people together? <laughs> that's oh, you're all of uh, the House of the Dragon. Yeah. Wow, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> 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 We're all like yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, we always have the rice cooker going. That's right. Oh, my God. But the sorting hat, that is a bit, uh, a, that, that a can weird, be problematic. It can be. So, actually, so. so the sorting uh, hats. I, 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 have, I have really good friends and colleagues who actually do research uh, sort of sort of connected to that. And, like, that is actually what, uh, a, there's a field of scholars called psychometricians. Like, th- that's essentially sort of what. Um, they the, the sorting hat is like a crude instrument of what a psychometrician would use, Whoa, right? Yeah. And so psychometricians, a lot of them, if they want to go make uh, make money, um, is like they go actually work for SAT and ACT, oh, right? Because their job is to design a test that can better measure what they're trying to measure, right? Oh. They're, they're trying to constantly improve on that. So so the sorting hat is basically like a crude psychometrician it's trying, like to, a, trying to figure out where you belong. Crude SAT class, the thing, test score. <laughs> it's like the ACT, but like a leathery hat. Um, okay, well, one last thing yeah. I wanted to do, and this guy, this is almost kind of like a basic question, but we were talking before we started. You know, this is this is a- Asian, not Asian. The podcast, all of your favorite Asian friends, and there's a term that is that gets used. This is you know sort of, especially around May, Asian American Pacific Islander, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Native, and then also I think it's Asian American Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of places. And I was trying I was trying to think about, like, I had a joke about this before, about, like, why we all grouped together. And it was something around the fact that, like, sometimes I feel that our we were all grouped together based on the, you know, like, one white woman's really great vacation once. She's like, oh. <laughs> like, the Thai people and the Tahitians, they were great. They have amazing beaches. And we all together in one month. We do have good beaches. We do. Yeah. And so I was like, is that why we're all together? <laughs> and uh, you have, again, actual, um, you know, knowledge. So I wanted to understand, <laughs> you know, your what the sort of the perspective of, like, why are we all, like, clumped all together? You, you know, is it, you know, even though we're like, you, you take me, you take a Samoan, 
sure, we may have fire tattoos, but that's pretty much the limit of of our uh, of your common experience, of com- commonalities. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm gonna send you uh, something that I wrote a few years ago that actually sort of teases all this out, right? Oh. So so um, uh, uh, a couple a couple different things are happening. One, which is um, there are uh, uh, sort of one instance where we collectively decided to come together, yeah. right? Um, Asian Americans, Native Hawaiian, specifically, decided to come together because, um, uh, in some cases, we did have some similar experiences. Uh, militarization of, oh. uh, of, of of our homelands um, or colonization of our so, homelands, as which well. is a kind of vacation. You know, there's a there's a bunch of white people on a boat. They land on your shit, and they're like, "Yo, we're gonna hang out here for a while." Right. So, <laughs> so well, I mean. Um, Filipino Americans could, could say that's sort of their experience, yes. right? Same thing in the Pacific Islands, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we could argue with the French in Vietnam, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, um, so not argue that. I mean, that, that's that's, that's documented happens. history. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, so, so, so we have some similar common experiences there that 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 impact why and how we came to the United States, sure. right? So we have we share some common experiences. Um, Word. And, and so that brings us together. And so we want to advocate for some similar policies. On the other hand, right? People, other people are racist, and so they, ra- <laughs> so, and so they, so they racialize us as all the same because yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. can't tell the difference between you or a Samoan person. Right, right, right. right. Um, um, and so they racialize you as the same. Yeah. Um, so, so two things are happening at one given time, right? We, we, our communities are collectively coming together to say that we have some common experiences. And um, and we want to work and advocate collectively in a pan-racial, pan-ethnic way to uplift our communities. On the other hand, we're being racialized in negative ways, in similar ways, and so so that oh. so that so that effect is happening, Word. right? So, but then at the same time, right? Another complex thing is that we are also all so different. Yeah, and we, and we want to celebrate the, the 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 differences amongst our ethnicities. We want to celebrate. Uh, um, the beauty of that, and so, and so, um, we want to be able to disaggregate who who we are, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, what, sort of what I argue uh, is that um, you don't have to be; it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both at the same time. We sure. can come together in pan-racial, pan-ethnic ways, and we can also talk about the diversity and complexity and beauty of our communities at the same time. We can live both coexist currently, and they should, and everyone should get over it, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't. Even yeah. in the Supreme Court case, yeah. Justice Gorsuch wrote at length um, about all of this, actually, about the r- categorization of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders and how he basically, and he's saying, it doesn't make sense, it keeps changing, and because of all that, uh, we shouldn't have essentially racial categories, right? Justice Alito wrote the same thing in the Fisher 2 dissent. Um, and so... They said that? They said that? Yeah, yeah. Like, They're like, it's the, these kids keep changing the, the thing, and like, we now we don't know what to do. Well, he basically wrote, like, in, in the Fisher 2 dissent, right, he wrote... Um, you know, you have Cambodian students, you've got Cambodian American students, you have, uh, so, you know, what, whatever other East Asian category or South Asian category, they're oh, all so different. Yeah. Um, and so and so that just shows you that an Asian American racial category um, uh, uh, doesn't make any sense and shouldn't exist. Therefore, we should not have any racial categories, period. We wow. Should, we should just get rid of race. Stop talking about race. Mm. Um, and so our argument is, well, what you're forgetting is that we still get racialized in the same way. Yeah. When 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 people terrorize our communities, they usually don't know who we are or don't understand who we are, and they just see a, a face that they think represents some Asian American community, and they uh, you know, and, and that's at the most extreme example, sure, right? Sure, sure, and sure. so um, and so that's what 
that's what that's what they're dismissing. So wow. um, so but the but the sort of federal policy is at one point the federal government categorized Asian Americans at the time they called it just Asian Pacific Islander into one broad category. Yeah. And then it wasn't until um, um, the Pacific Islander community really advocating for um, uh, the fact they were being invisibilized in being sort of absorbed in this broader Asian category. Because oh. if we go out and we keep saying um, Asian American Pacific Islander, but we forget, we don't include any Pacific Islanders in, in, in what we're doing, um, then we're invisibilizing that community. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So they were like, we want to be intentional in advocating for, our, for ourselves as our own separate racial category. And they did. And so after uh, OMB Directive 15 was revised, it became two separate categories. And that's why if you like look at the census, they'll report Asian Americans and they'll report Pacific Islanders as two separate categories. Oh. Now, I just noticed earlier that you said um, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander, right? That's actually a pretty recent phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? People have, even though the racial category is Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander, that's yes, actually yes, yes. What, what OMB Directive 15 says. That's what the census says. Oh, up until three years ago, we kept on saying it was more common for us to say AAPI. Yes. But now we're saying AA and NHPI. Yes. Right. And I, I don't know the origins of how that happened, but it happened about three years ago. And what I did notice was the Biden administration started saying AA and NHPI, and then everyone else followed suit really fast, including me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that's it makes sense. At least that's why I yeah, changed. That's why right. I so, started. so yeah. So you can see that that all this is connected to public policy, right? Is that um, these racial categories sort of um, are created, are dissolved. Um, they're very slippery uh, because of, of, of the way um, we are racialized, the way we're socialized, the way our society shifts, changes, and evolves, and the way for us to better capture um, our lived experiences, right? This is all uh, uh, stuff that folks can read in a fantastic book called Racial Formation in the United States, written by our professor from Berkeley, Michael Omi, and his, oh. and his colleague, uh, Howard uh, Wynant. So, um, uh, uh, did you ever take class with Michael Omi? No. Man, he's great. He just retired. Oh, shit. And he's the best. Wow. Yeah. Can I, I shout out to Michael Omi? Shout out. Big shouts <laughs> to, that, to that guy. <laughs> I love that we were also talking this whole time. We were at over an hour now. And, um, you know, we've been talking about all these, you know, public policy things and how it's affecting you know, uh, how we sort of see these racialized groups and the whole time just bang our hip hop just in the background the entire time, you know? I think it like really elevates our conversation. Well, it's 50 years of hip hop, right? Yo, it is. We've been celebrating it in New York in all the different boroughs. It's <sighs> been do. amazing. I love it. I um, want to say thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you. It's a real honor. I feel I've learned some shit. Um, I can't... I pro you probably can't say the same, but I am <laughs> glad that I learned something. There was some osmosis coming from this side, from one mic to another. Yeah. You know? As a educator, uh, nothing brings me more joy is when someone tells me that they learned something from a conversation that we, that we had. That's so crazy, bro. It, uh, that's, the, that's what I live for. Well, uh, you were telling me, too, that this podcast might help you on your way to getting tenure. So <laughs> I'm, hoping that, I hope, I'm hoping that's true. And not the other way around, where they, they, they listen to it and they're like, let's not give them tenure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it wouldn't be the first time. You know, it's uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first yeah. time. <laughs> I've, I've blocked tenure left and right. Um, <laughs> well, thank you again for, for coming on. Uh, where can our fans read about your work or read your work or find more about you? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, if they go to, the, you know, we all have faculty profiles on our university webpage. If you find me on NYU's webpage, uh, there's, a, the, there's a link there that has all of my research. Feel free to read it. 
uh, hopefully uh, uh, it helps you in, in your daily lives or in anything that you're trying to do. Uh, my goal is to, much of my research is to partner with community. And so um, so hopefully I can keep I can keep working with our communities here in New York and in the country to, to uplift um, Asian American and, and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander communities. Yo, I, that is exactly my same goal, but with ha-has, okay? <laughs> it's the same thing. It, it is. We, we it really it, is it, the same it, thing. In, in fact, you are able to, to share all of this way more than someone like me. So you, you play a much bigger role in, in really the you and, and, and your peers much more than, say, me, because <laughs> no one reads what I write, but people <laughs> people listen and watch and learn from, from, from you. And uh, so I, I think, you know, you have incredible responsibility as well as a whole lot of fun to, oh, wow. to do this. Okay. So, well, uh, yeah. if you um, want to... You know, check out more of this responsibility that I have. Uh, you can go to uh, Asian and uh, uh, follow us on Instagram, Asian Not Asian Pod. You can follow me there. Nice pants, bro. Again, come check out our show. Our next one is September eighth. Uh, it's a, a lot of fun, and uh, you know, again, we were talking about Native, uh, you know, uh, Hawaiians, and so uh, please check out the links that we've got in yes. the episode description and uh, support the community where you can. Uh, and until then, folks, um, you know, fucking read a book. God damn it, try. Maybe it, it, read either. What was the book that you recommended? Racial Formation in the United States. Or the Star Wars Thrawn <laughs> arc. One of those two. Read one of those two. Both are good. Both are good. Both are good. And both talk about race. <laughs> both talk about race. All right. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much.